Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew on this Christmas week. Uh, hopefully, you're making the best of it and uh, getting out on the water as soon as possible. Uh, maybe, actually, maybe you ought to celebrate Christmas out on the water. Open gifts out on your boat. Wouldn't that be a great, uh, you know, great thought for the holidays, there, Patrick? Even you would like no, that, it's wouldn't a, you? It's a ter- it's a terrible idea. Terrible idea. Why? Uh, just because you think it's a great idea. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Captain, a.k.a., well, Patrick, a.k.a. Scrooge. <laughs> Spit it out, Greg. Well, Scrooge, that's what I have. Captain Scrooge, maybe we'll call him uh, for, for the world of boating today. But yeah, we well, if do you, have... If you'd, ever let me, if you'd ever let me write another radio play for Scuba Radio, I, maybe I wouldn't be in such a bad mood. Well, and everybody, all the passengers, you're welcome. Uh, so... <laughs> They they've been abused enough for for a year of 2020. Don't you, do you think they need anything like that at this point? Not, Patrick? not the listeners of this show. I'm talking about Scuba Radio. Oh well, I, okay. I, I I take care of the listeners of this show. It's your other listeners that I want to take my 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 vengeance out on. Ah, gotcha. All right. Well, you have uh, it. come on. Those were a lot of fun to do, Greg. Of course they were. Well, actually, we're we're kind of prepping right now for the uh, Scuba Radio Crapstravaganza show today so that's coming yeah, up a little th- thanks bit later a lot on. for the invite no you're always welcome uh barry barry uh, barry's gonna be there right <laughs> I, I, greg, I, greg didn't finish that it's you're always welcome to yeah. leave <laughs> <laughs> no 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 if you want to listen to some of the uh new christmas music that greg has put out for no, radio. Yeah. no 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 yeah, i like i like doing the radio plays greg greg liked them too he just doesn't like to admit it right um, although true. he didn't get my humor, which was like ninety percent of what I wrote for the play, so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, last the uh, last show before Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas gifts abound. What'd you get us, Greg? I got you the same thing I got last year. Dead air. That's right. No, it wasn't dead air. It was. It wasn't even that. It was nothing. I got you. Got you're gonna <laughs> actually you're gonna get double uh, the amount of what you had last year. How about that? Does that make you feel better? How about health care? Could we get health care? Why? Should we get health care for the upcoming year on our benefits package? No, no, heck, that'd cost money. So that's I, not going to happen. How, how about how about could you cover the cost of the COVID shot, which is free? Nope, nope. Yeah, you're on your own. I actually, right. I'll give you a shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll give you a shot. All right. How about some of this fireball for the holidays? Yeah, yeah. No. That'll, no, um, that's a shot. That counts. Yeah, but I don't drink. So well, that's why it'd be more entertaining for us to watch you. No, <laughs> no, no. There, there, there are people who still uh, talk about my thirtieth birthday that was celebrated at Church Street in downtown Orlando. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is entrenched in local lore, really, and and never, ever, 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 ever will happen again. Really, that was my. That well, was my. That okay, was my no, wait, first, hold that on. Was, that that was Since- my first brush. You know, it's Christmas week. It's only fair that you share this story 
with everybody I, then. So it, what, it, what it, happened? You obviously started off uh, on Church Street in downtown Orlando, and you started, I, you had a cocktail my, my, or two, which no, you're not no, used to. I, again, I, I don't drink, but uh, friends the, took me at. Friends took me out. They roofied to, you, is what you're saying, and you you ended <laughs> up in an alley with your underwear down by all, your ankles, all, or what? All, all, almost. Oh um, wow. Uh, let, let me just put it this way: my my friends took me out to Phineas Foggs, if you remember that that establishment. Vaguely, yes, uh, yeah, vaguely. Mm-hmm. And our our friend uh, Jimmy Joslin uh, was the DJ uh, down there, and okay. Um, I, it um I did nobody forced me to, but uh, I. Did feel kind of a little bit of peer pressure at my thirtieth birthday, right. so I wound up doing um, a couple shots. Huh. And again, okay. I, I at at that point in my life, I had never had liquor, okay? right? And you wow. turned into a like a calm, uh, peaceful human being. My friend Brian, <laughs> um, after they lost track of me, okay. <laughs> couldn't find his body. <laughs> you ended up out on a boat. My- my, which, no, my friend, right. my friend Brian found me um, laying in the middle of Church Street, yeah. howling at the moon. Huh. Um, and Brian, being a a, a uh, gentleman of considerable size, uh, uh, picked me up and slung me over his shoulder and uh, drove me back to my my apartment. Um, hmm. and that sounds like where, a typical Saturday night for Barry no, and I. I mean, not I, for me. <laughs> where where I promptly. Yeah. Um, splurged if you will spewed uh, i think is the yeah. proper terminology uh, my friend brian was was lucky enough he got he got a bucket under my head just before i let go and uh the next day when i saw him um he uh started bowing you know doing the bow down thing and i had no recollection of anything that happened after hmm. i took the first shot and figured so, no, that it was I, a sign I, huh i i, I do not yeah. drink not only that with with my with my captain's license with my class cdl you know i have a right. lot of professional licenses that could be at risk um so i just don't do it plus as a single parent who raised two daughters i didn't have any alcohol in the house so okay it's just, so uh, it's just my lifestyle you're being a responsible captain and uh and parent <laughs> and the moral of this story is if you're going to indulge during the holidays don't turn into captain patrick uh, yeah, well, because you wouldn't indulge because Captain Patrick doesn't drink, but not um, anymore. He doesn't. Not not not. Well, not I don't get the whole howling at the moon thing. What? Neither did, did I. Well, that's that's just know, what I was told. Every huh. drunk's a little different. Now Evidently. we know what he does. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I'm now, awfully tempted to uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> no, no, spike no, Captain no, Patrick's no, eggnog no, for the no, show no, today. No, yeah, you'll no. video that. That'd be radio gold. <laughs> Yeah. Do, do not want to do that. Okay. Um, do want to start off, though, with um, congratulations are in order. Well, thank you. What did, I, what did I do? Not named Greg. Oh. <laughs> um, actually, to Barry. Yes. Uh, about a month ago, we discussed the candidates for the 2020 vote of the year. Yeah. And you had made your pick. I made my pick. And Greg made no pick um, because he knows absolutely nothing about boats. <laughs> so. Um, I had picked the uh, that tritune that was set up center console for fishing. Um, you had picked the Axopar 28 cabin. And the Axopar 28 cabin did indeed take the 2020 Boat of the Year Award wow. from yeah. Boating Magazine. Is that out of all boats or like a certain there, category? Okay, Greg, you were part of the show. I know, I'm asking. I'm bringing everybody <laughs> up to paying speed. paying attention. So, oh, okay. So there was a list of boat candidates. There was a fountain... Um, there was the the center console. There was a uh, 
uh, there, there were a couple others in there. Um, but really, I, I think it was really down to the that pontoon boat or that tritune, which was unique with the center console set up for fishing type of thing. I thought that had a it, that would have a large market appeal. Barry called the Axopar with its enclosed cockpit, kind of got that pilot house look, yep. but in a single outboard. Um, a very a unique boat. The the manufacturing uh, of that vessel is they really got it dialed in because you can do multiple cockpit layouts um, off of the one hull. And Barry, if you do recall, um, why did you make that your pick? Oh, just because I thought it would handle rough seas and being enclosed, it would be a great fishing boat. But also, if the weather got really rough, you have an enclosed cockpit with 360-degree window. That's a good answer, but I know he just went eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Absolutely not. That's the one that stuck out. And it also has solar cells on the roof there. Uh, It's really a nice boat. The the strange thing is the bow of it. It does have a strange bow. How so? It's more like a vertical knife than it is... Uh, any bow that we've seen down here in South Florida. So, hmm. but uh, it seems to cut through the water really nicely. Yeah, it's weird that you know the bow below the rub rail and the rub rail. I'll, I'll say this: that thing is set up for some abuse because that thing looks like that heavy rubber uh, type of rub rail. But the the bow below the rub rail, to your point, is kind of a knife edge look, uh, if you will. But then as you tr- as you come up from the bow eye. The bow of the deck is kind of squared off and blunt, and you come back about a foot and a half, maybe two feet, and you've got a nice large bow seat, seating area. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 and you said it yourself, they can change out the top hull however they want. They probably make it into a nice little cabin cruiser. So, uh, congrats to Barry. Called that one. How uh, much are those, by the way? Do we have a retail base price of one of those uh, boat? Boats of the year. Um, I believe it's about uh, one hundred and fifty thousand Obama bucks. Obama bucks. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I don't even I know like what to that. think of that. And once again, the the style of boat is, according to Boating Magazine's Boat of the Year, it is the the Axopar, which is A X O P A R. Yeah. Twenty eight. Um, and uh, I think uh, Swedish by design. Um, you can oh. find out more. Uh, you, could buy, you could buy that Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you get a, uh, no, that's, you that's get a free a, uh, loaf of cheese. Oh, okay. Okay. First, uh, do it yourself uh, assembly. Uh, but you can find out more at worldofvoting.com or the World of Boating Facebook page where that story has posted. Maybe some Swiss chocolate. I don't know. Maybe some of that. Mm. No. All right. More coming up on the World of Boating. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i love this christmasy time of year merry christmas ladies merry christmas mr buble are you ready to sing a little jingle bell Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the boater, rounding out the crew today on this holiday edition of the big show. Uh, By the way, we're doing a... You know, we've been doing some tweaking on our Facebook live feeds and not we are on YouTube and <laughs> Twitch and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So you can watch us if you like. And we apologize in advance. I see a uh, boat show girl has already chimed in. She heard the word fireball <laughs> and that, that uh, attracted her attention. So we appreciate you commenting and let us know if you like the new, you know, layout of the video and all that kind of give us a like, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, that kind of thing. And uh, if you have any suggestions on how we can make it better, other than, you know, hey, put a bag over your head, guys. Um, you know, we get that all the time. Give us something a little bit more creative. What, what, is, what is this? We get we we did this and we get this all the time. Barry and I don't get any of that. That's all you. Well, trust me. I hear all the complaints. No, you do not. Like, can I hear can all you the block uh, the video feed of Barry and Patrick? There I am. You can't <laughs> no see problem. No I can, I'll unplug the camera right now. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, that was literally a fight between you and I if, as far as me going on camera. Right. Okay, whatever. Uh, All right. But it is what it is. And, and I don't know. Actually, people have been liking watching us. I don't know what the deal is with that. But, <laughs> you know, we, we, have, uh, we have been tweaking the audio on it in particular. So let us know if you think it sounds good. On the video feed, because that's a totally different thing than the, you know, World of Boating podcast. It's a whole, you know, another level of BS as from a technical side of things. But we're trying to make it work. Yeah, we're only six years behind everybody yeah, else. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? All right, so what do we got as far as the latest boating news okay. and information during this holiday so, week there, Patrick? Right from our own backyard, Greg. Mm-hmm. 
um, this past week. I have Orlando, a question for you. Florida. I, I so have a question. Ar- Orange County, Florida. So question for you, uh, Greg, the host of Just Plain Radio. Can I talk to Greg, the host of Just Plain Radio? Come in, Greg. Yes, Patrick. Over. Roger. <laughs> Roger, Roger. Well, okay. I don't know what. Are, are, are seaplanes, when they're on the water, yeah. are, they cons- are they bound by maritime law or are they still bound by aviation? Are they considered a boat when they're floating, when they're under power, or are they still a plane? That's a good question. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) I would assume it might apply to the boating guidelines to a certain extent, but I don't know why. Why do you ask? Well, did this this just a couple days ago? um, There was a seaplane. You're familiar with Lake Hiawassee? I have heard of this. Yes. Yes. Um, Interesting video. Um, Fortunately, the the pilot uh, was not seriously injured, but. this plane was touching down on the lake and comes down on the water, mm-hmm. comes back up, comes back. He starts to porpoise is what happens. Okay. So so instead of, you know, coming up that first time and maybe applying power and coming around for another attempt, he just stuck with it. And after the third hop, nosed in. So All it right. Was, so, uh, that, so it didn't really go uh, as planned. Was this on the landing or takeoff? <laughs> This was on the landing, okay. coming in, and there was a so neighbor he, on the on the incoming side of the uh, as the plane was coming overhead, and mm-hmm. shot some uh, some pretty interesting video. Again, uh, pilot was for all intents and purposes okay. The plane not so much, but that was my question to uh, Greg, the host of Just Plane Radio, um, whether or not uh, seaplanes, what law or what what regulations they're bound by when they are floating or under power on the water are well they I, I think there's a universal plane? law that they're supposed to abide by it's not really a law as much as it is a guideline is don't crash and that sounds <laughs> like uh what that pilot <laughs> experienced when he nosedived so it sounds like he when he landed his seaplane that the uh the water or the winds were a little too rough for his uh flying machine is that safe to say no, it didn't, didn't really look like it didn't look like there was a lot of chop on the lake or anything. There wasn't a lot of wind noise. Well, why on would the it video. be a porpoise then? Well, because he came down, yeah. mean, maybe maybe a little too much power. Oh, he bounced, uh, bounced, okay. came up, and again, instead of applying power and coming around, stuck with it. So, you know, I imagine, you know, kind of forward and going to try to, you know, come down on the water again. Yeah. Makes contact with the water again, comes back up. Comes back down, comes back up, and then boom, stuffs it. Touch and go, touch and go, touch and go. Barry, boom. what say you? Uh, aren't airboats considered boats? Okay, I guess. Why? What is that? Well, have if to they're do consi- with it? well, if they're considered boats, and an airboat's nothing more than an airplane without wings. No, it's not. <laughs> if you put wings on an airboat, it would fly. But they don't have wings. It's a boat yeah. hull. Well, if you have an airplane that has pontoons on it and it's made to land on the water i think it would run under water regulations when it's on the water maybe but what what i mean why would it matter though well i mean if it was determined to be you know they were following boating rules or aviation rules why would it matter on it in this just, case Patrick? It, it was just something that i found interesting that i had never thought about and you being the host <laughs> of multiple shows yeah where often often i defer to you know, I'll ask a question of the host of Scuba Radio, right. Greg the Dive Master, well, what, for something involving what boating, diving and boating. What boating that, rules did uh, did he violate? I, I, 
I didn't say he violated any. Okay. I asked a question is when a seaplane mm-hmm. is on the water under power or floating, is it bound by FAA regs or is it bound by maritime regs? Mm-hmm. Or is I'm it a guessing a little of bit both? of both. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. But I don't, it was, I it was just a don't question. Know. I don't okay. want to fight with you. You're well, sure like, you don't. Yeah. You always want to fight. Even during the holidays, Patrick. He was, he Come was on, your, Scrooge. He was def- I hate you, Greg. <laughs> he was deferring to your expertise. I wish as my a mom pilot. had never met you. Oh, what? <laughs> I could say something really inappropriate right now, and I just want my mom do it. passed away, Greg. So I know. That's why I'm not going to go there. But uh, regardless, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, like I said, don't crash your airplane. But as far as don't that, as far as, airplane. you know, when That's you're like, yeah. no, no wiser words were ever spoken. Yeah. Don't crash your airplane. But uh, as far as like, you know, who yields to who, you know, when you're landing a seaplane, if there's boats in the vicinity, I, well, that's a would, good question. Would, I don't know. But but sure. a seaplane would be, if memory serves, you're kind of restricted movement because you don't have the same maneuverability as a boat on water. So you, I believe a seaplane would probably be the stand-on vessel at that point, and you would have to give way because of their restricted maneuverability. That's what I would think, too. But, you know, if you didn't see it. Unless you know. there was a tanker in the area. Now, if there was a tanker in the area and the seaplane made an emergency landing and came into the shipping channel. Might land now, on the tanker. Now you have two vessels that have restricted maneuverability. It'd be more of a turn it into an aircraft carrier kind of thing. I don't know. All right. Well, interesting uh, food for thought here during the holidays on the World of Butter. Just what we do sometimes. More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew this uh, holiday week as we navigate the uh, latest boating news and information and then just ask random questions about seaplanes and boats <laughs> and who takes precedence. But uh, I don't know. If you know, maybe you can uh, email us, info at worldofboating.com, or make a comment on the Facebook Live or YouTube feed. Barry, what say you? Okay, according to the U.S. Coast Guard, the definition of a vessel includes virtually anything capable of being used for transportation on water, and that includes seaplanes. So when a seaplane, whether it's under power or not, is required to comply with U.S. Coast Guard navigation rules, uh, simply adhere to 14 CFR Part 91, Section 91.115 to ensure compliance. Sounds pretty official to me, so I guess we'll go with that for now. All right. So what else you got, Patrick? Or is that enough? Because uh, for gotta, you, that's an, that's enough. We no, got another um, thirty minutes to go, so I hope you got more. Yeah. Um, so another news story that came across this week uh, was on Trade Only today. Again, posted on the World of Boating Facebook page and worldofboating.com. dot com. Um, if you haven't taken a chance, an opportunity to uh, check us out and like us, we'd appreciate it if you did so. And for those of our longtime listeners, um, take a look at our sponsors, please. If they have something that uh, you might be interested in or that type of product, we'd appreciate it if you uh, 
kind of gave them the first shot because they are what keeps us on the air. Uh, it, believe me, it is not due to Greg's good looks and winning personality. Um, Lies. Lies. By the way, when you like us, it just really mean it doesn't mean you really like us. It just means like, hey, eh, they're okay. And that's good enough. So just hit the like button. Subscribe oh to the my, video. I, I can't. My, my ego cannot take any too much more this year, Greg. I really thought it was because they liked this. No. Like, no like this. Come on. Okay. Um, you guys remember a couple of years ago? Uh, well, let me let me scratch that. Barry, you remember a couple of years ago? Um, yeah, when, I remember uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> we we had this company on that was based out of out of the UK, uh, Cox Powertrain, and we're going to talk more about Cox when we come back. Wait, quit it! You can't <laughs> during the holidays, really? Oh dear God, help us! Uh, more coming up. Down the gutter we go. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Unfortunately, I did not know that. I didn't know. So I quietly snuck up behind him, and I shot him five times in the back. It went pow, 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 pow. And that's when I heard my telephone. It was Auntie Jean looking for Uncle Bob. She said he left the house dressed as Santa Claus, but he didn't come home last night. Have you seen him? God, I hope he's all right. This is the World of Boating. Uh, we apologized in advance, uh, and it's the holiday, so that's just what we do sometimes here. Uh, I am Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boat around and out the crew. And uh, we, we're going to talk about a certain industry. I forget the yep. name. What was it again? Okay, it's Cox Powertrain. Right. C- COX. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had they bought the first um, breakthrough diesel outboard into production. And if you remember this, this, this was a high-performance diesel outboard. Um, we had, uh, I believe it was the CEO, CFO at the time, uh, on the air. Uh, he raised the IQ of the show just with his English accent. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Cox Powertrain is now in serial production with the CXO 300. Um, they achieved their Tier 3 approval from the EPA. Wow. And uh, in September, U.S. dealers started to receive shipments of the first production units um, here in Florida. Ring Power, um, also known as Ring Haver, um, they did a twin setup on an Intrepid uh, 345 Nomad. Um, so, uh, Tim Rutsis, uh, Formula CEO, Formula One engine supplier, Cosworth, um, background in engine development and global automotive, aerospace, and marine markets, is now leading Cox, which has a worldwide network of 35 distributors. Um, if you remember, we, we had them on the air, and we were talking in depth about this, and this was, they didn't take an existing diesel engine. They didn't take 
a, a truck engine or an automotive engine or even a, a, a high-performance diesel engine from another, uh, from a car or anything like that. They designed this from the block up mm-hmm. um, strictly for this, and their initial market was going to be military applications. And then with the, we had talked with them at the time, they talked about, you know, being in the right place at the right time, the explosion, if you will, of outboards coming back into the uh, boat marketplace. Again, boats that 10, 15 years ago, you would never have thought would be powered with outboards, talking about 35 foot yachts, uh, 42 foot yachts, um, and this outboard engine, because again, when I start pushing a certain amount of weight, I'd probably prefer to have a diesel engine versus a gas just because of the durability and the lower R's that it should be turning. Um, so they are doing well. Um, the, the, what I was a little chagrined about is they didn't even give us a mention in the article. What? I mean, I mean, we, we basically introduced them to the U S marketplace mm-hmm. via the show, got no credit whatsoever. And I'll say this, and this, this isn't a knock against them. But when I was down at Flibs uh, a couple months ago, I stopped by their booth. They had one person manning the booth and zero, I'm talking about zero charisma, excitability, uh, just like nothing. What I, do you I mean? tried to. Uh, well, well, you, I, you I said tried, British. <laughs> no, that this was the, this was, this guy was from the US. Oh, okay. Um, I, I tried to engage him and, and, you know, kind of, you know, Hey, how things go. And just was like very lackluster in, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in production. Like I, I, after about 10 minutes of trying to drag some information and engage him in conversation about this, because I was kind of angling towards maybe getting them back on air again. Right. I was like, you know what? I, I got too many other things to see because I had the world of boating Facebook fans that were sending me all over <laughs> flibs. I don't know. Walk something like um, twenty miles or something. That so, day. Are you, do you, did he know who you were? No, and that and that bothered me too. How can I have my 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 media credential hanging right there, Captain Patrick? World of boating. So he didn't know who you were. He just didn't pay any attention. You sure? He probably knew who you were. He's like, oh crap. This is this, this is why I, this is why I need people to like us on Facebook. <laughs> they really need an okay button. Yeah, he's just okay. Yeah, but um, so those those uh, outboard engines are making it in. They've they've outfitted outfitted the first one here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you like that? Even though you didn't like their sales guy, what did the I I, I really like the I really like the engines. I like yeah. the fact that they designed it to be a you know first for military application. So you're you're going to designing something that needs to be a low maintenance, uh, high reliability, um, economical. And being able to push um, a, a large craft or a craft with uh, a lot of soldiers, ordnance, whatever, on board. Um, and this, again, they were the right place at the right time. Now they just got to get some manufacturers. And that's something that I think the market is seeing with dealers is a lot of manufacturers have agreements with certain engine suppliers, especially when it comes to outboards whether they're strictly going to be Yamaha or Mercruiser, uh, what have you. And you may have a dealer that, look, I don't, I, I, I don't service Yamaha. I, nobody in this area does Yamaha. I don't want to become Yamaha certified. So build me the, the, I'll order one, but send it to me blank or pre-rigged 
for a Merc or something like that, and then they'll hang their own engine on it. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this, Barry? I'm just wondering, are diesels, you know, because we don't really talk about it that much, are they still really finicky? Are you talking about low maintenance with the fuel and all that, or have they been able to... I'm talking about, like, debris and anything. You know, with a gas engine, you could sometimes flow things through there without a problem, but diesels... I always found it a little bit finicky. more sensitive. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean with the, with the proper filters and proper filter maintenance, uh, I've never found that. that I've never found that to be the issue. The uh, two things that I found in the past: one that took three days working with a uh, service tech from coming southeast on a loss of power on a forty-six foot yacht. Um, after we had gone through every gone through the fuel, uh, gone through the engines, everything, we found that at the last maintenance interval. The uh, service tech had put in the wrong size fuel filters, the wrong micron, and it was restricting the fuel flow. So it was literally starving the engines. Um, the other issue that you'll find is algae. Um, algae growing into diesel fuel. That was, uh, I believe the Brits call it algae, just for which, the record. Which I, I, I just don't understand how a plant grows inside fuel. Which, well, here's the thing. It wasn't an issue, my understanding and what I've researched on it until World War II, um, where uh, just the way that it was being shipped and uh, I guess the sources that they were using, um, it then from World War II on became an issue. So you've got, you know, your biocides, your algicides, things like that, that you can do and, and put into the fuel. But again, fuel filter maintenance uh, when dealing with diesels, especially if you're not turning that fuel over frequently is something that uh, you'll want to certainly keep extra filters on board because it'd be the probably the first thing that I'd be looking at. Okay. okay. Well, Patrick, uh, so these guys that came out with this engine and they did that, is this uh, a trend you think is going to continue to uh, develop and they're on the leading edge of it? Or are they going to get blown by with uh, all these uh, electric uh, you know, motors we're starting to see? Um, I, I don't think you're going to see the, the electric really making it into the... Uh, luxury performance end, you know, on the mass production scale uh, for a while yet, because the cost is going to have to come down. And that's one thing that Cox is going to be uh, up against because at the time uh, they were looking at about 50 K per engine. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a little pricey um, for any market. So, and as it was a new engine, as I said, from, from the block up, you know, they had to create all the tooling. They had to create all the manufacturing capabilities to produce this engine. They have to recoup that money. So, you know, it's going to be a little while before that price starts to come down. But I could certainly see where um, they could expand upon that market and offer a larger diesel engine offering. Because, again, boats that uh, yachts that stay in the water and don't get hauled out, don't get put in dry stack, aren't on a boat lift. And if you're in a corrosive uh, water environment, such as salt water, you'd really enjoy the opportunity to be able to trim your engine package up out of the water and not have to worry about the corrosion aspect or the maintenance aspect of running gear that's below the waterline. Even on, say, a Zeus uh, pod or the IPS pods, you still have bottom paint. You still have the opportunity for corrosion. And with those type of uh, boats set up with pod drives, you have little to zero trim capabilities um, with that craft. In other words, you don't have the opportunity to be able to trim that bow up 
get more hull up out of the water and get better performance. Well, there you go. All right. Well, I think that's a pretty good testimonial for what they've done so far. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i think it's important that all the children out there believe in the magic of satan That's, uh, that's Santa. <laughs> Typo. Santa got a sunburn, Santa got a sunburn, that's why he's all red. He took off the suit and his big black boots and even the cap on his head. He was on vacation down in the islands, even brought his sled. Santa got a sunburn, Santa got a sunburn, that's why he's all red. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, buried a boat around and out the crew on this holiday edition of the big show. All right, so uh, we've covered diesel outboards. What else do we got to uh, All right. navigate here, through there? Here Bob? we go. Yep. So this this past week on the uh, World of Boating Facebook page, where uh, you can certainly reach out to us and pose a question, a comment, um, even if it's derogatory towards Greg, feel free. What? Um we had uh, one of our listeners, Jeff King, mm-hmm. um, reached out to us, 
and he had a question regarding dock lines and is something that uh, we definitely want to talk about. But uh, I want to just mention that uh, after responding to him, um, my response to him, not yours, Greg. Okay. Uh, he said, you definitely bring up good points. I kind of like the idea, blah, 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 blah. I'll talk about what my idea was. He said, I look forward to hearing the discussion. I'm loving the show, BTW. Mm. Um, is that like British trade wins? Found you guys about a month ago and started listening to the 2016 shows. Oh. I am now up to almost 2018. I listen to two shows a day on average. Jeff, we appreciate it, but seriously, and we're sorry. You, you need to get a life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there, there well, he won't be hearing things. this show for at least another year or two. So, yeah, at this yeah. rate. Um, but his question was this: When it comes to dock lines and tying your boat up, mm-hmm. what is your preferred method? Do you do the loose end to the dock and the loop to the cleat on the boat, or the loose end to the boat and the loop? to the cleat on the dock. My response to him was because he posted this video and, you know, this guy's like, you've been tying up your boats wrong this, this whole time. Not Jeff, this guy on this video. Yeah. And Jeff is in agreement with me. And this is the way that I've always done it because it's easier for me because oftentimes when I'm out and I'm bringing in, you know, whether it's a 35 footer or a 53 footer, uh, I'm by myself. So utilizing, especially with pod drives, I can engage, you know, the DPS system or Skyhook can get out, can set my dock lines I put the looped end to the cleat on the boat. Right. Okay. I was going to say that too. And then, no, you weren't. Yeah. Then when I come, then when I come in, well, Greg, when you land a plane, do you prefer wheels up or wheels down? (laughs) (laughs) I prefer wheels down. Hilarious. (laughs) (sighs) So (laughs) the reason being is when I come in, I can come into the dock. My, Everything's already set there, and my adjustment is then done with the loose end at the cleat on the dock, whether I'm at a fixed dock or I'm at a floating dock. Mm-hmm. It's easier for me to do it that way. Right. But here, here's the important thing. If whether whichever way you choose to do it, whether on the, the, the deck of the boat or on the dock, take some pride in your dock lines and take an extra five minutes. And just Flemish them um, so that you don't create a trip hazard. And if you're tying off to the cleat, whether it's uh, whether on the boat or on the dock, just take five minutes. Uh, check a YouTube uh, video on YouTube on how to properly tie off to a cleat, how to loop um, so that you just don't wind up. You, you pull up to a dock and it's just wrapped around the cleat. Right. You know, you got to uh, Flemish. Times. You got to do it with flair, too. No, no, don't no. You? Flemish is not flair. Well, it's, uh, you <laughs> should. You could combine the two. You know, and you. Uh, no, f- f- if you're gonna if you're gonna put flair to the Flemish of the dock line, that involves like some uh, lighter fluid art. and yeah. setting it on fire after you've coiled it. No, no. But, but here's the thing: the the loose end to to the cleats on the boat, uh, especially if you have a small gunnel that you're walking on, it creates a trip hazard. Especially if you're by yourself, you know you're you're moving quickly up and down the side of the boat fore and aft. It, it looks bad. It just looks. It just it doesn't look professional, and that's one of those things. Yeah, it's it's an idiosyncrasy of mine. I take pride in, and if I'm going to be in a slip for a while, I'll also tape off so I know exactly where those lines need to be, what the length is, leave those at the dock, and I'll have another set of lines on the boat. So if I'm going somewhere and I'm tying off at a restaurant or something, 
I've got another set of dock lines on the boat that I can use uh, and leave my other set at my home port, if you will. Barry, okay. what, is, what say you? Well, yeah, I, I keep my line. Well, they consider the lines on your boat as transient lines and the lines on your dock as permanent lines. But, um, you know, I've read it back and forth. I, I've seen stories where they say you hand them off the eye of the line because uh, it's easier for them to put it on. You know, there's not always a cleat. Sometimes you go to some of these docks and you just have a uh, a piling a, a piling right. there, and you'll wrap around it. So I normally keep my uh, my end on the boat, and I leave the bitter end for the uh, who's ever on the dock. Okay, yep. so same Greg, way. Do you make them flare yeah. though? Do you make them flare when they phlegm? Do, do I phlegm them? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I Flemish them when I when I'm done. Yeah. I see a lot of people really don't know how to tie a cleat though. And you'll see a big ball of line tied up there. It takes you five minutes just to untie them. If you do it right, you only have to go around once. Yep. And right. you know, the, the, and it unties quickly. And, and you make you them do that. a little twirl and, uh, you know, yeah. turn it into a performance. That's the way and you then, should do it. Then you see that dock line that's been there, and you know it hasn't been undone in like five years. Oh. Uh, and it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's molded, mildewed. It's, it's a rock-hard piece of fiber at that point yeah well I, i've had somewhere I've, I've literally i just had to cut the lines well I mean, that's what a marlin spike is for and we could talk about that next time okay is that a drink like a shot or something i'm uh, not drinking a marlin spike <laughs> okay. well maybe for Stop next it. week's uh holiday edition of the big show hey look that'll do it for this uh this week enjoy your holiday till then remember whether it's sail or motor life, life is, is better, better as, as a, a boater. boater say boating everyone Merry Christmas! World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.